0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Tangents Podcast. This is going to be episode 81. Uh, we are preempting the originally planned episode 81 because the, the person that was going to be on uh, had some family stuff, and uh, we are going to go ahead and postpone that. So today, we are going to go down kind of a similar road, though. Uh, the conversation was going to be about a specific Kickstarter. We are going to be talking about Kickstarter kind of more generally. Now, Mike, you guys know Mike. If you don't know, Mike Emeritz, uh SpaceCatComics.com. Uh, or is that still right? Or, uh, I mean, that'll
1: get you to my store, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Complex I'm trying stuff. to get
0: you, I'm trying to get you to bag, man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well. Uh, but Mike has, uh, kind of, uh, headlined and main, main, uh, been like the main dude on a couple very successful, uh, Kickstarters. Uh, I was lucky enough to be part of one of those Kickstarters just as a participant, and, um, I've, I've, as a consumer level, I've dealt with every kind of level of kickstartering that you can imagine. You know, I have those that just like just made it and, you know, you get your product and it's good. And then you have the ones that just like blow it out of the water and you get like all sorts of extras and that's always great. And then you have the ones that just never make it or the ones that make it and you never get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then they show up someplace else (laughs) yeah well i've also uh i've i've gotten refunds twice now uh, on two major uh major kickstarters that i put like 400 plus dollars in each time and uh the first time around it was this uh the first time around was a long time ago it was kind of the earlier days of, of kickstarter and i'm glad i got the money back honestly i didn't know i could yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if I would be able to because it was. It was like right around the time when they changed their policies, mm-hmm. uh, so I wasn't sure if I'd get it. But I did. Uh, it was a like an Android gaming system, and it had this like super dope uh, controller that was kind of like a touch screen, but you didn't have to touch it. Like the promise of it and the concept of it was incredible, just like out of this world. Next, like even today, it would be a next level kind of caning system for, for, cool. for Android. And um, I guess I should have known <laughs> that it wouldn't be possible. Uh, you know, their excuse was, and then this was months and maybe even like a year after it was supposed to be shipped, uh, they were like, hey, look. So, like, they were, first of all, they were dead quiet the whole time, right? Dead quiet mm-hmm. and everyone's like, what the fuck Always is going on? Time. And then they finally come in and they're like, hey, so what happened was we had our original manufacturing deal. And, like, we set our price and our, like, our income was based on that manufacturing deal. Mm. That manufacturer backed out of the deal and we cannot find anything, like, remotely cheap enough. Like, everything else would be double the cost. So, we, we like, we would have to have more money to produce this thing. And I was like, ah, nope, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Jeez. yeah and the other refund was recently uh, and it was kind of a shame because uh, there was i don't know if you've seen uh, it was kind of like a poppy thing that was on facebook all the time for a while uh, a few years ago it was that folding drone like the blades were all encased in a in a oh. cage and it folds up and it's all yeah, yeah. it cell phone controlled and you could like gesture control it it was really interesting and uh, i played around with it in an app at an apple store one day and i was like I kind of want one of these. This this is fun. <laughs> like, plus it's like, it's in case, like it's, it's permanently enclosed. Like the blades are, it's not like something you put on. It's in mm. like, there's no way to like hurt someone with it or damage something with it. Right. It's, it's a rectangle. It's a flying rectangle uh, with rounded corners, thankfully. So like, I was like, I'm going to get one of these. And then like, when I went to buy it, Oh, we're kickstarting a version two and it's going to have all this cool new shit. And we were like, all right, all right, you know what? I'm interested. They've already done this thing before. They know what they're doing in theory, mm-hmm. and that turned into another year and a half of waiting. And then it was it was all the software. Then it was the software. Oh, like you know, the hardware is ready, but like the software just like it's not doing the things that we needed to do, and blah blah blah. And then they were working out of China, and then it was oh, it's Chinese New Year, so there's a delay. Oh, we were having these like tra- trade embargoes, so that's a delay. And I was like. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I like, gonna get
1: this thing already? Yeah, I <laughs> oh, was like, man. "I'm
0: out. Give my money back." And uh, they just shipped in June or July, and they were supposed to ship March last year.
1: Wow, <laughs> so, that's just crazy. I guess at least they were sharing updates along the way, though. You know, some yeah, of these campaigns yeah, they a, don't say anything; they just
0: ghost you, disappear. A hundred percent, and. I have had a couple, like, I have one that I'm still waiting for the book. Actually, he just got him recently, so he's going to be shipping him soon, but he had a death in the family, and, like, he couldn't, like, okay. he had some shit to deal with and couldn't finish the last book, because uh, right. it was two volumes, so, like, it was a lot of work. You know, I bought the, fir- I kickstarted on the first volume, and he was working on two and three at the same time to kind of finish the whole trilogy, and um, he was like, hey, guys, like, had a death in the family, like... And I get that. Dude, I get it. Yeah. Like, I've dealt with that a few times now, sadly. So, like, it sucks. It kind of sucks up a lot of your time. It sucks up a lot of your energy. And just you got to deal with your emotions. But he got back on it, you know, after a while. And nobody was, like, rude about it. Everybody was super understanding because he was super good and in fulfillment on time and everything about the first time. You know, first time around. That helps. Yeah.
1: Your he, reputation's everything. Exactly. Everything.
0: Exactly. So, what I'm seeing is an interesting debate right now. I don't know okay. if you've heard. I don't know if you've heard about the, I don't Keanu, know I the Keanu Reeves comic book. No. Hey, so really? Oh man. This heard, is horrible I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to like <laughs> break this news to you. So Keanu Reeves, because he's like the hot commodity again, because he's yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, he apparently was approached by Boom Comics and they were like, Yo, huh. you ever wanted to make a comic book? And he was like, Of course. It's funny though, because the intro video, it kind of shows his ignorance in the subject matter it's so it's kind of like adorable in that he doesn't know what it takes kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) like like he's not familiar he's not familiar with the comic book space Um, okay so it's just very it's like kind of adorable and and funny but it's so it's it's a very interesting concept it's uh uh like an immortal that is uh plagued and plagued by conflict and and chaos and he has to fight but he's Hmm. an immortal so he's just having like this Overall debate with this, and, and and having this, having to deal with having to fight all the time, and that's kind of just his thing. And
1: because <laughs> Keanu Reeves looks like he is immortal, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he exactly. does not age. <laughs>
0: exactly, man. And, uh, and and so it's a twelve issue series. I guess it's uh, the first issue is uh, coming out this month from Boom okay. Comics. So it's coming out you know traditionally, and and yet they came out with a Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter is like for hardcover graphic novel editions and like they're it's three it's three trades four issues each or it's the hardcovers i'm a hardcover boy you know i, I had to go with the hardcover I that's know, what i was, was asking you about you the know, other that day that i was, was sit- literally i was sitting there and i was like should i do this i was like i wonder if mike is on i wonder if he can convince me to or not to do this <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally why i messaged you i was like mike will tell me if this is a wise investment <laughs> that's
1: um, too funny man i wish i could have intervened <laughs> unfortunately i was about to sleep
0: you know what they had they had a day it was a day one special like their three the three kickstarter exclusive hardcovers uh were are like normally 125 and the Jeez. day one and the day one was 105 and i was like 105 okay. is not terrible yeah. for three hardcovers. like three yeah. nice how many
1: pages how many pages each
0: uh so it's four issues so i think they said 128 pages per volume
1: Okay. So 300 oh, like 300 per oh, volume? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not too bad then yeah, for so it's, a so brand like, new hardcover.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, it's it's not it's not ridiculous and I was thinking like you know I paid 75 for The Kingdom Come, the absolute book. Mm. Um you know, that's <laughs> like <laughs> that's a that's just what is it, six issues or whatever it was four issues or yeah. six issues like that's not that long of a series and I paid almost as much as I'm paying for this twelve issue series. Um, granted, so that's a there's a good deal, yeah, and granted, there's like a bit of a a value prop for like Ross art and it's DC and it's Kingdom Come for sure there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there, but I was just like cool, like I'm in, and then you know because Google knows what you're doing and knows what you are thinking about. I see my, you know, I swipe over on my phone and it's got the news and it's like, Twitter goes insane. Like creators lash out against boom comics because of, because of this Kickstarter. And you have a bunch of people on the internet, a bunch of creators, people who have worked with boom being like, you guys can afford this book. Why are you kickstarting it?
1: Hmm.
0: But I was like, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Like I, I, I can't disagree with that. Like, sure, it uh, you know, uh, I can't argue that. Boom Comics is doing all right. They're coming out with new books all the damn time. Yeah. So it's like they're not hurting for money. And uh, this is their first Kickstarter, so it's not like they've you know, I don't I don't say like begged for money, but like it's not right. like they've done this before and they're just trying to milk the audience. But I think they're just using that that brand you know brand recognition with Ke- Keanu Reeves, especially now that he's hot. Mm-hmm. to get that kind of upfront money. And I also, because they do have deals with Netflix, like they have oh, like wow. option, they have an option deal with Netflix. So like Netflix can just pull from their library at any point they want to make something. Yeah. Um
1: Huh. That's I, interesting.
0: I feel like that's something they're trying to leverage and be like, Hey, look at this book. It's huge. We raised half- right. it's over half a million dollars already. We raised, you know, half a million dollars, probably a million by the time it's done. There's still like 27 days to go. So wow. like, they're, you know, I'm sure they'll be like, we raised a million dollars with it. It's super popular, blah, blah, blah. And then Netflix makes a movie or a series. I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like a moral slash ethical dilemma point. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's a private company. It's free for anybody to use. So anybody can jump on there and do whatever they want. Right. But then you got people, I guess, complaining from the truly like indie perspective of like, Hey, if you could afford it, why would you take attention away from, these people literally trying to scrounge up money to print 50 copies something. So it's yeah. that sort of thing. I don't I don't know the answer to that to be honest. I yeah, get, and it, get uh, it, the argument though.
0: And so that's where I'm coming at because we did when you said well you like when you because you did all the math, you did all the hard work on that Kickstarter. <laughs> Well,
1: Mel helped with a lot of that, too. But, like, you did
0: all that hard work. Like, you guys did the math, and you came at us with, like, all right, this is what we're going to need for all of us to get a copy and all the backers right. to get a copy. And it was $1,650. And mm. to me, that's something you could you could slap that together from friends over a couple of weeks. <laughs> right? You know
1: Probably. what I'm saying?
0: Like, that, to me, is not. It's not a ridiculous amount of money. Right. We we funded it, I think it was like three or four times over. So we yeah. had a ton. We, we funded
1: had, within the first 24 hours the first time. And then yeah. the second time it was within 36 I think. Yeah, so like... Pretty close. We pretty killed close. it. We killed it. But for I, a low goal, yeah. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, but I
0: also think, yeah, exactly. I think the practicality of the goal was, right. Hey, we're here to make these books for you to read. Yep. If 162 people, which is the first volume... 162 people is one who wants to read it. We don't need more than the money to put that out.
1: Right. Any but, more would be great, but we don't need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it then, wasn't a for-profit endeavor exactly. either. It was, you know, whatever else we made was just going to create more books and maybe get put into making that book better. Right. And, and in some cases it did, we didn't hit like our far reaching goals, but you know, we still blew it away. Right. <laughs> five right. times over. Right, so, right. So like, know, more than we asked for.
0: A hundred percent. We killed it. Yeah. So what I came up against is I walked I, – I'm, I'm, I'm online. Uh, I don't know if you've been on, on Instagram recently. So uh, my mm-hmm. Saturday post, which is today's post, uh, mm-hmm. my Saturday post is uh, uh, Black Creator Spotlight. And I've been just like okay. – I've been like hitting the internet finding black creators. It's actually been very exciting because I'm finding super dope art, incredible cosplay, like just – I, I I find that there is a lot of cosplay that like relies on sex appeal, and hmm. that's kind of its own thing. That's fine if people are into it. That's fine. Not
1: that anything's wrong with. Yeah, that. there's
0: nothing wrong with it. I have nothing. I have nothing to say against it. I just I get bored with it. Honestly, sex, no, I'm pro know. sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pro sex appeal, and like a sexy cosplayer doing like a full on like. Uh, a, a metroid cosplay like a samus mm. cosplay that's sexy She's in a full body suit but if you're a sexy like you're if you're a sexy person to begin with that's hot that's hot to me like because most yeah. of these characters are drawn hot to begin with or you know rendered sure. hot to begin with so like you're just translating this into reality and that's dope what i get bored with is like bikini cami bikini mm. chun lee it, it gets <laughs> you know pu- okay. poolside jean gray like eh yeah, I get it, yeah. but like, it's all you are too. is a redhead in a costume.
1: Cosplaying, you know, yeah. You're not investing much into the designer. Exactly. Or all you are at this point
0: is, is a redhead yeah. in a costume. Or in yeah, a, in look at my butt, yeah. and I got a wig. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I appreciate people
1: That's a that put convention, in... convention, by the way. It's a whole different
0: convention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I appreciate people that put in the time and the effort, and they, they sculpt them helmets and the masks and the armor totally. pieces. Just like I've seen, like I follow a few people that, like, I don't watch, I don't really watch live streams, honestly. I do live streams occasionally, but I don't watch a lot of live streams. I just kind of like, if I'm into a game, I want to game, like, I want to join in the game. Uh, And then other, like, just hangouts, man, whatever what I found myself doing is watching people make costumes, just genuinely uh-huh. interested in the process and like the craftsmanship that goes into it. Cause like, there's a lot of effort and energy. Like I, I can't, I sew just enough to like patch a hole in my shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when I watch someone like, sew up like a four layer piece of leather for a suit, I'm like, that's super oh, yeah. dope. Like that's next level shit. So I'm finding yeah. all these really, really interesting characters and, and, and people who are doing tons of great work. Um, and like I picked up some dope books. Like I'm like in searching for these people. I'm like, oh, this person's got a dope book. Oh, they've got a full volume out. Let me buy that. So like I've nice. spent probably a lot more than I should admit in the last few weeks. <laughs> um, but uh, what I what I found is a, a series that is that well is was whatever on, on Kickstarter. And I was like, this looks interesting. Uh, and the person's promoting the the series by showing off like how strong their character is, and all the, they're, they're doing all these variant covers for the Kickstarter, and it's like he's beating cool. up One Punch Man, and he's <laughs> up, and he's beating up uh, Goku, right? I, I
1: might have seen this actually. I've so, I've been seeing some posts of something like that recently.
0: I, I'm certain you have. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I wonder what this book's about. So I like check the page on Facebook, and the page is not very. It doesn't really have a lot of information on the story on the on the character on the book uh Hmm. it's got like links to a podcast that's i don't know questionably relatable like it's the the name of the podcast is the comic book like it's it's the same thing but then but then it's like one of the episodes had to do with like should women of a certain faith be submissive to men and I was like, that seems unrelated Whoa. to this comic book about a space dude.
1: <laughs> like, that seems
0: way out there. But all right. Because, uh, I, I mean, I feel like, like you know, the Changes podcast, we, we talk about fucking everything. We, we go everywhere. We go into every subject. But, like, if it was going to be a tech podcast only, we'd only be talking about tech. You know, you look at something like Lou Later. Sure. Lou Later, I don't know if you know uh, Unbox Therapy. Like, he does a podcast no. uh, called Lou Later. And... All he talks is tech. I'm like, shit. I wouldn't even think about like. He talks about like tech stock prices and just like every kind of little nitty gritty detail about tech, and it's interesting. Hmm. But like, that's a tech podcast. If he all of a sudden pivoted into like, you know, should women yeah. be submissive to, I'd be like, oh, where's this New Nvidia going graphics
1: to? card, but you know what?
0: What do you think about uh, submissiveness of,
1: uh, of women? You know, I, I certainly <laughs> believe that if you're going to run a GPU like that. <laughs> Get in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a
0: weird podcast. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm unsure about, like, why that's related. So, like, I'm looking at the Facebook page. I'm like, I don't have a lot of information about this book. Let me check out the Kickstarter. Check out the Kickstarter. The video. Okay. The presentation. And it's like, you, for me, set the gold standard. Uh, like, when I go to a Kickstarter, I'm like, does this match up to... to to the 100s volume one where like everything about it, like every piece of information you could possibly want is on that page. Mm. And I open this page and it's like, here's the variant covers kind of a little bit about the story. I think it's, it's just for the one issue. So it's for the issue zero of this book. Okay. And the goal is $20,000. What? (laughs) (laughs) What <laughs> <laughs> is this? The this is the first issue. Zero unknown issue. artist, zero issue. Unknown artist. Sixteen weeks ago is when the Instagram started. Because I went back, I'm like, am I missing something? Like, is this person got like a fan base? Like, am I missing something?
1: Is the art really good? Like, is it like... the
0: art's good? But like, not. I mean, look, look. It's good. He's way better than me. But like, okay. I would, I would this, put him on like,
1: like coming out of the gate. You know, with something that. Could be published in the mainstream or even some of the more i guess you know yeah
0: mainstream. i would say yeah visually i would definitely okay. say you could see him you know doing like a marvel like a spider-man or an iron okay Man. like well, visually i think the art is good i think it's industry quality art Wow. but like to me that doesn't like this is an unknown character nobody knows about this and like their mm-hmm. main sales pitch has been that this dude is so powerful that he could whoop all these existing characters asses and yeah. part of the Kickstarter is rewards of variant covers with these other people's property characters on them. That.
1: that's a sticky situation. That's what
0: I'm saying. Yeah. That's
1: a gray area right there. Are they sketch covers or are these going to be printed?
0: Nope, they're already colored. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, I'm colored. pretty sure that's not legal. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty, pretty certain that's not legal.
0: Like I get Unless for promo purposes. They did a
1: parody, yeah. you know, like if uh, they had Superman's symbol but it was a z instead of you know like a yeah. parody oh, no, situation no. This, there,
0: there is like a legit image of this character beat it, be, having beaten up the entire avengers team and like wow. very clearly captain america very clearly captain marvel on the ground holding uh, the infinity wow. gauntlet like
1: <laughs> wow
0: uh and i'm yeah. just like i'm like if you make those for instagram to promo and like this character is so dope sure. so powerful go buy the book and then so i'm looking through this kickstarter i'm like there's no information on this like i don't no and then like when you get to the, you know it says the risks or whatever it just says mm-hmm. i guess we should say something about risk huh and, and that's like, it that's, that's all it says and i'm just like what is it
1: sounds g- kind of cocky if i'm being honest very, the, the, the situation very, sounds very cocky very which can be fine you know i mean uh, you know not not everybody who's successful is modest you know and man if he's got great art then you know come out balls to the walls that could be cool. But you also got to think about business, too, and stuff like that that's that's kind of critical for your customers to, to have faith and trust in you. I don't know if you want to be like that in that situation. You know, Kickstarter puts the risk risk section in there for a reason so that you can be honest and transparent about, you know, the potential risk factors of this campaign. If we don't fund to this amount, this might not happen. Or, that you know, that's, that's also for your safety, too, you know let people know what you're dealing with so that if something happens, you've said it already.
0: Right. Exactly. Or
1: boast about how prepared you are. Like for us, we, I put out there that it's very low risk because the book is done. Like the right. only risk is, are we going to fund or not? You know, right. after that, that was I'm, the
0: thing for us is we came in, everybody's stuff was done.
1: Yeah. Really one of totally the Kickstarter,
0: done. the book was over. Yep. There was no more I work mean, to be done. The besides only like work putting we it had left,
1: The only work we had left was like formatting, you know? Which I mean, t- that's not that's not what most people are worried about. Oh, I hope the book is <laughs> formatted correctly.
0: No. Right, right, exactly. There's people
1: waiting years and things haven't even been drawn exactly. yet. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Hey Google, turn off the AC. <laughs> every time I like, every time I'm recording, I forget. <laughs> but I like that. I was just watching the thing they were talking about. Uh, you know, having all these smart speakers. And like, if you, if you know you have one, you'll use it. And I'm like, yeah, I could have picked up my phone and gone to the Nest app and turned it up. But like, yeah, that was easier.
1: <laughs> that, pretty cool. <laughs>
0: but, so, it, it was just very strange to see someone like just 20K. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, has have they done even promotion for this? Because like, for me, if you're coming at this from a cocky perspective, from like, Let's say you were completely unknown, but you worked on your craft. You put in your 10,000 hours in and you are coming Entry. at it like at a professional quality level and right. you are hiring because uh, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. You're hiring, you know, the best colorists and you're hiring the best, you know, letterers. Cool. You're coming at it from a professional quality level. Right. You should be doing professional quality marketing.
1: Because yeah. if you're
0: saying 20K is what I need, 20K is what you should be start striving to get. So that's why when I saw that the, the 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 Kickstarter itself was not like very well presented, I was like, eh. and then I see this was with like three days to go or seven days to go maybe, uh, five hundred dollars raised, and now it's like nine hundred.
1: Yeah, well, that kind of stuff can rub people the wrong way when you're coming at it like from that kind of cocky perspective, but not in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. Yeah, people can see through that, and it's not so fun. Like when Todd McFarlane is cocky, it's fun. You're almost in on the joke because he's being facetious, and you could feel that. You know, that's part of a a, an image that he creates. Ah, that's kind of funny. Image, but don't. Right. Uh, (laughs) That just. but no you know that's it's a little different you know when, when someone's kind of like that and they're kind of nudging you in the ribs with it it's a little different but when you're serious oh that just rubs people the wrong way
0: that's no matter how
1: good the work is you know
0: and that's that's, that's where i was coming from and i was like i'm like look i'm like this looks interesting so like i went on the on the page and on one of the posts where they were trying to promote the pa- the, the 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 kickstarter i was like it's a shame this didn't pop you know this looks interesting i would have been interesting to read it yeah um I was like, I think I said something along the lines of like kind of curious, like why you would need 20 K for a single issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were basically like, thanks for the interest. I believe that my audience deserves quality. So I was like, so I was, you're not even
1: his audience here. You're, you're like a your commentator. Apparently. <laughs> apparently.
0: But I was, I was, cause again, I'm interested in the product. So like, I, I'm just genu- genuinely curious and I want to know. So yeah. I go, I go into DM and I'm like, Hey, you know, just like wanted to suggest some things like 20 K is a lot. Like, I don't know if you've like done the, the necessary math for the behind the scenes. Like if you take a look and I put up the, the 100th Kickstarter, I'm like, this is, I know I was part of this and this is how we did it. And you know, it, we did it successfully for a lot less money. And like, I would put that, I would put that trade up against any Marvel book without question. Like quality wise like print quality like what's in your hand if if you slap avengers on it it'd be the same book to me (laughs) like i think we did a good job i think we recreated a good product um so i'm like hey like maybe consider like a more practical goal like less for profit's purpose and more so for for the actual printing of the book like get it into people's hands He was like, well, I hate that. Like as a creator, I hate that idea. I was like, I hate the idea of getting your product into people's hands. (laughs) I'm not saying like shit it out and like scribble it and send it out. Like I'm saying produce the quality product that you want to produce. And it was just, and the cockiness that you mentioned just came across straight up called me peasant at one point. What? What? Peasant. Oh, well, fuck that guy then. Like, <laughs> seriously, I don't even know. Straight that up, guy. called me a peasant at one dude, point.
1: That's not cool. And I'm that's like,
0: not- dude, I'm like, you're not going to get. Oh, well, by the way, hell? by the way, he said next time it'll be 50K. Oh, I was great. like, great.
1: And you cannot fund even work. <laughs> <laughs> what sense
0: does that make? See, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. And he was like, he was trying to like break down like our numbers. I was like, I'm like, we didn't get because he was like, how much did y'all get paid? I was like, it's not about getting paid. Like, we got books. So if Mm -hmm. you want to like math it out, we all got 10, I think 10 books in the end a piece. Yeah. So call it, let's call it 20 bucks a book, 200 bucks a person, 20 people, four grand. Yeah. If that's our profit margin, if that's what you want to call it. And he's like, my colorist gets more than $200 per cover. And then I was kind of like, it's a lot of fucking money for a cover, bro. (laughs) Like. For just, well, co- for I mean, just color? For just a colorist. Yeah, that's not, like, even I'm not saying I'm place. not saying there aren't people that should get that. Sure. But, like, I saw the covers. They're but not the, those people. <laughs> like,
1: but the thing is, the colorist isn't getting anything if the thing doesn't fund. Oh,
0: like, right. Or if so. they're already paying for it, then, like, are they just trying to recoup the money that they've already put into it? Because, like, so I've seen, yeah, like, maybe. they have completed pages. So, like, I'm presuming yeah. some of the work has already been done. And it's just like, if you're then trying to re like, why don't you put that into the information? Like, Hey, like this much of the book is done. Like we're trying to cover that what's been paid and to finish it. Cause that was originally my plan with, with Wolfpack. I was going to out of pocket pay for uh, the first issue or whatever. And then be like, Hey, this is what we've done. This is how much it costs. And this is what I want to get the other five issues done. Right. And. I feel like that's a transparent way. It's an honest way to come across like, hey, this is how much this costs to make. Yeah. This is where I'm going with it. But it's just like blew me away. And it was just like seeing like everyone freaking out about this, like half a million dollars raised for the berserker thing. And then Mm -hmm. also having that conversation in the same same day. Basically, I'm like, how is this a thing? Huh. Like, how are people are so mad about this half a million dollars? Uh, and I think, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. The Berserker, and we're gonna see that's what it's
1: called. The Berserker,
0: Berserker. Yeah, it's Berserker. Uh, let me pull it up real quick to see. For
1: a second, I thought you were talking about Jeff Lafferty's Berserker Knot. I
0: was like, no, really, half no.
1: a million? I don't know, he made that much.
0: Berserker, BR. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's no vowel, so it's Berserker. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so right now it's almost a 600k right but the origi- original original wow. original was 50k but wow. but that's with keanu reeves on the ticket yeah that's with uh, uh ron garney on the on the art and okay. matt kent on the writing like
1: okay. so you, you got names. some name attached.
0: <laughs> names names <laughs> yeah names attached it's boom studio so you know they can produce it so there is there is a trust value to it oh totally and it's not floppies it's not a single issue it's it's yeah. a, it's three at the very least three soft cover trades like
1: well and i mean uh, to uh, it it's easy to compare like a big thing like that to this this guy doing his his you know first book or whatever but i think even comparing that guy to to other smaller campaigns is worth noting because He's not funding because it really sounds like the way he's coming off to his audience, to his people, is very abrasive. It's very yeah. condescending. hundred That's not going to that's not gonna do it, you know? Like, I mean, you're a potential customer, so that sort of interaction, and, and a peer, you know? Here, you were you were part of something. You're saying, hey, you know, we we did this successfully. Here's some tips, here's some advice. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, fuck you, peasant. <laughs> like, nobody wants to support anyone like that, no exactly. matter how good they are, exactly. you know? It no was... matter how good they are. There's, there's a point where your arrogance actually prevents you from achieving what you could with the skill that you have. 100%. You know, you gotta, I don't know, that, if that's how he treats people, that's not a great way to build an audience, you know. F- things that fund comics that fund, they they treat people like people. They respect the audience, you know. They they you don't necessarily have to beg, but you 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 convey your appreciation, you know, of uh, anybody who's in any kind of creative field. I don't want to use the word privileged, but it is a very It's a different kind of situation where you really do owe some some respect and some thanks to the people who support you and buy your work and share it with other people and and give you praise and all that, because it's not like a normal job. You know, like a a carpenter doesn't need to go and do that kind of stuff to continue to get work, you know, so I don't know that. That just rubs me the wrong way i mean to, to each his own i don't you know begrudge the guy in any way i mean if if he can make it work then great you know so it's nothing personal but right. just from what i've heard from you today it sounds like he's really burning bridges before anyone has crossed them yeah. <laughs>
0: like that's not, and, and not that's the and that go. was kind of what i noticed <laughs> right out the gate when i because like i said he's been posting these images of his character beating up all these other characters and you yeah. know people have opinions especially when it's Goku, especially when it's One Punch Man. People right. have opinions about that. So people are in the comments like, "Yeah, right, that would never happen." And he's just in there like he would he would stomp, you know, whoever. And he's just yeah. like backing up this this bravado about this character. And like I said before, like if if that's what you're creating, if that's your marketing ploy for like this character is so incredibly powerful. Right fine but like you're trying to sell that art you're trying to sell other people's characters and like yeah and and and, so i was like trying to like pass pass along whatever little bit of information that i have and and trying to give him like ideas of like how to approach it in a different he's like we're distributed by diamond no the book ships in november i was like oh really great and i was like
1: that's he, good. He was
0: like, "We're just doing the, the the Kickstarter to to give people a chance to do these variant covers." Hmm. So I was like, "All right, let me check because <laughs> it's Diamond. <laughs> their their, uh, their their catalog is online. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that book doesn't exist on Diamond. I mean, as of as of right now, I don't. You know, I'm confident that the November orders are are probably in this month. Uh, but I'm just. It's very interesting to me." So how weird. people feel like they need to just like come. It's so very, so very strange. Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. Well, enough about this guy. You're giving him more press than he deserves. <laughs> I'm
0: saying, I'm saying, well, that's why I didn't mention the name or anything like that. Uh, yeah. But so one, one other thing on the berserker tip people, the people who are complaining about berserker uh, have been bringing up a very interesting point. For instance, one of the people complaining and making statements was uh, an anchor uh, and I forget their name, but they were saying that they were getting $20 per inked page. Um, and hmm. now, like, Boom Studios is, like, hitting these, uh, h- hitting this massive Kickstarter and making all this money. And yeah. kind of like... $20 a page. It's low. That's low. That yeah,
1: is. That's ridiculous. I feel like that's low. that's
0: low for the 90s. That's low.
1: If you could do that page in one hour, maybe, maybe... Right. right
0: right mate. Ugh. that's 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 lean because like I'll be honest I make more than 20 bucks an hour and like when I hit 20 that was good and then like going back to 20 at this point would be like mm, I'm gonna tighten hmm. my belt a little bit so like <laughs> and that's 20 dollars an hour if you're getting if it takes you I mean like, I honestly I don't know anyone that can ink that fast and well so like it probably takes more yeah. than one hour. So it's probably oh, yeah. more than 20 hours, probably less than 20 hours an hour.
1: So yeah, it's it like, I was sure looking
0: is. at that and I was like, well, that's a fair point. And then somebody else also brought up, oh, you know, these higher stretch goals are for just additional books. Like, I don't see the page rate increasing. Hmm. And I was like, that's fair. That's also a fair point. But then you also don't know the deal on the back end. You don't know how much Ron Garney's getting paid. Um, mm, per page, right. or if he's got a, a cut of the Kickstarter. I mean, like he's yeah. he's getting paid per page for producing a comic book that's coming out monthly. Is he also getting paid? Hey, you'll get five percent of the Kickstarter, or you know, three percent of the Kickstarter, or whatever. Yeah, you don't know because no. that's all back end stuff, like back end deals right. are back end deals. And again, he's he's a name. Like he's a name. He did he did Captain America for a very very long time. Like he kind of he kind of was the Captain America artist in the nineties. You know, like. Sure. so like it's it to 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 say oh well page rates not going up yeah but that's also like you don't know what the the deals are yeah so it's 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 always like everybody's coming at it from a personal perspective obviously so you know you might I might think a certain thing and I mean honestly like, Keanu Reeves don't need the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could they could have given this book away for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, they're like, Keanu Reeves, but I just really want to put this out, you know, because I know, um, who was it? Uh Topcow. Topcow did that with uh, with Cyberforce a while back, like a, probably five years ago, maybe more. They did a, a Cyberforce Kickstarter, and their goal was to be able to give away the first issue of, of Cyberforce for free. Hmm. So like it was free in the comic shops it was free ever because they made the money. That's cool. And that the, the big thing there was that they're, you know, trying to a get the book to people but b expand their presence. Like if you're going to give shit away for free, people are way more interested. And then like I even though I cuz I bought I bought into that and it, I ended up getting like a box of like 20 something top cow comics. It was just like a bunch of, yeah, but it was just like interesting stuff. It wasn't complete series. It was just like number ones and number twos, like a bunch of different stuff. Uh, So, but I did get like half a series and I was like, well, this is interesting. So like I bought the, the other half online. So like I, I spent more money with top cow after having kind of get gotten these tastes. So it, it ended up being profitable for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they have excess books from previous printings. They sent them out to people. You know, shipping was the only cost, and they've got UPS deals, so they're not worried about that. So it, it, it's, there's just something, I don't know. I feel like there's an inherent, like, why would, why do you need to go to Kickstarter if you're rich, if you have this money, if you are a ex- established company? But totally. To, but yeah. to me, this, this is how they should do it. This hmm. to me is the solution for comics going forward. I I've, see I've,
1: more for so, like, if we shift in this direction, it could be better for the consumer.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because to me, this is pre. This is the idea that I've kind of been shuffling around I'm trying to figure out, like, how to pitch it to my my local comic shop guy. I'd be like, how hmm. do I prepay for the trade? Like, I want to prepay <laughs> yeah. for the trade so I can just <laughs> get the trade, because <laughs> like, that's what I want to collect. I'm like, is there a way for you to give me, like, a digital copy of the monthlies or something where I can get the trade once it's ready? Because there's a bunch of stuff. Where, right now, uh, I mean, obviously, due to COVID, a bunch of stuff in the, in the industry has gotten all sorts of crazy. But, like, oh, yeah. uh, um, Empire is Marvel's new big event. And it's funny because I have, like, the free magazine that they shipped out from to the comic shops. I mm-hmm. have that. And the, the check, checklist for the event has shrunk by, like, a third. Like, a bunch mm. of the books that are in that original checklist just never got made. <laughs> they were just like, nah, not doing it. Because, like, cause COVID. Um, yeah. But, but, like, that's the kind of shit where, to me, like, they should be able to be like, hey, we're putting out this free magazine. This is These are the books that are going to be in it. And then we're going to be, you can go to this website. And, you know, you don't have to do it through Kickstarter because Kickstarter takes a cut. But it's Marvel, they can make their own thing where you go online, you pre-buy the trade or the omnibus. Because for me, this feels like, because it's like, it touches into a bunch of different books. Mm. To me, this is like a big old omnibus kind of event. I would have prepaid for the Empire omnibus. It's very interesting to me. It's the whole thing with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, the X-Men are involved. Like It's kind of a like it, like a line-wide crossover, and I'm into those. I would have 100%. If they were like, all right, $75 for the Omnibus, it'll come out, I don't know, December. Dope. Here's 75 bucks. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) like, Like, to me, that's an easy sell because then I don't have to wonder if it's coming out. I don't have to. And that also prevents people and prevents companies from having to, like, figure out what if, like, what they should collect. Because we have situations, Mm -hmm. like, with... Uh, and I'm going to keep whining about this until they fucking put it out. <laughs> uh, the 90, the 1997 Kazar series, they put two volumes together because it was, uh, Jeff Loeb and Andy Hubert. I think it was Jeff Loeb. No, Mark Wade and Andy Hubert. It was Mark Wade and Andy Hubert, um, did the, the writing and art for the first two volumes and that like finishes that story which is fine, but then that comic series went on for like another three or four issues, uh, under mm. a different creative team. I want that last fucking volume, but like it's it's a nobody artist. I'm pretty sure if I I'm I, I'm sure if I checked it, you wouldn't know the name. No one would know the name. <laughs> like, uh, like <laughs> it's not great art. Like it's not great art. The story's kind of meh. But I'm a completionist. If if Marvel right. was like, yeah. hey, these are like these are the things that we will make into a trade for you on demand. I would be in cuz there's so much shit that they've done where they collected a certain way or you know they think the order is this way but then like there's a book missing and I mean I, they did that they did that with the same trade uh the the soft cover trade for Fatal Attractions for X-Men Fatal Attractions you know Wolverine gets the skeleton ripped out. Yep. Has a different book count than the hardcover does.
1: That's came odd. out
0: came out at the same time. <laughs> like, don't know why. Has the same cover. Just one as a hardcover. Like the slipcase on the hardcover is the same exact image that's on the softcover, but the softcover is missing books. And I was like, that's, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, is that, there like
1: a reason for that, or it's a? I'm sure. A I'm
0: sure it was a matter of just like bringing down the page count to make it at like a reasonable price. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like that's that's dumb because then those two issues of whatever of uncanny X-men aren't trade covered collected anywhere else. And I want to have all everything in a trade. that's because like I would say most collectors are like me. They're completionists. they want a whole something. They that's want the whole, whole
1: point that you're waiting for the trade is you yeah. want the whole thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. so having having situations where it's like, oh, here's this whole thing, but then like we didn't include this one because it's not like really part of it. And then you have to wait years, if not decades, for another trade to collect that single, you know... There's a Domino trade that I just picked up. Collects the original Domino miniseries, the second Domino miniseries from 2000. And then there's, like, part of an X-Men Unlimited book. Because, like, X-Men Unlimited is never going to be collected as a single thing. So, like, all these X-Men Unlimited stories, because it was like an anthology series all of these individual stories are just being packaged with other trades like where they seem like relevant. So there was like a just domino. Kind of, oh, okay. So like where so not
1: quite it, randomly, but. Right,
0: but it was like, it was a domino centric story. So they put it in this domino trade, but like that domino trade only started existing four years ago. So like that issue came out a decade ago at this point, if not more. <laughs> so like if you are a completionist, you can't collect certain shit in trade if, you, if, if they're just like doing this kind of well, I don't know what to put in a trade. Whereas, like, if they went to a more kind of on-demand model, which like on-demand exists. Like, I just ordered an on-demand book. Uh, hmm. rec- granted, it was it's like uh, it's from like one of my favorite indie people. Like, well, couples. Uh, uh... There it is Comfort and Adam. Wow, my brain just stopped. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, they did uh, the Uniques, and then they did they, they did a couple kind of like anthology things again called. Yeah. Uh, Tales of the Uniques, and that's on demand through Drive Through. And they had told me at some point that it was going to stop being available, and I, f- I thought that I had missed the opportunities. But I just like happened to be on Drive Through, and I was like, I wonder if it's still on there. And it was, so I like ordered that shit right away. And like, it's like newsprint, like the quality's not great. Oh, cool. And that's cool.
1: Oh, you don't like, like it? It's not. Well, like the quality's <laughs> like just not
0: great. It's like it's newsprint, but it's in a trade, so like it feels kind of weird. Oh
1: yeah. Um,
0: and like the cuts weird. So like. Because the borders are all black, while the paper's white, so like they didn't cut it straight on the white. So there's just like Uh a section of the book is white still on the edge. Oh (laughs) jeez. So like, and then like the cover is not like real cardstock; it's just like heavy paper. It's just like it it was like this could have been done better.
1: (laughs) Weird decisions there.
0: (laughs) But it's like I don't know, you know, I don't know how much input they had on that. I don't know if they made those decisions uh, because I know uh, Jibba. I don't know if you saw the podcast from a little while ago where I talked to Jibba. Uh, he's doing his stuff, and he was talking to drive through and getting you know sample copies and making sure the the quality is at a certain level. Hmm. But those are all decisions you can make ahead of time. But like if I can do that with an indie book, Marvel should be able to be like, hey, here here are the available books we have, like yeah. almost like a make your own trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sure. like if you feel that like if I as a create if I as as a, as a consumer feel like let's say fatal attractions. Again, fatal attractions includes a certain issue, but none of the editors agree everything they're going to put out. Isn't going to satisfy me. Right. But if I have the option to be like, cool, soft cover copy, it'll have this many pages. It'll be this much money. That's a decision I'm making. They don't mm-hmm. have to have like, Hey, they don't have to pay someone to put it together. Cause like I'd say 77% of the time, uh, trades and and omnibuses are just not well curated uh a few a few of them sure. are good like the, the zero tolerance one is so solid because there's like it's like a page and it's like this is what was happening generation x now here's this issue of generation x that's part of this crossover and i was like mm-hmm. that's cool because that like gives you context and it puts you kind of in that whole situation whereas like the trial of gambit is just like here are the comics in this in, you know in a collection eat it. Like, yeah.
1: I'm actually <laughs> reading that right now. Coincidentally, trial of Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I
0: love that. That was my, that's one of my favorite years because that whole she, arc was hilarious to me mm. because it opens with Sam Guthrie kicking the shit out of gladiator. And it's just like the most beautiful moment. Cause you have that just like Joe Matt is like still to this day, one of my favorite artists in the world, because while his stuff is like super dynamic and action packed, but like when he does faces, he does them, he does them really, really well. So when oh, yeah, he has that like when, when uh when gladiator has that shocked expression, like he didn't just kill this kid, it's just <laughs> like what like that face is ingrained into my brain. Like it will never leave my sight. Yeah, that it's was just, cool.
1: I'm actually I'm just past that. I just started the phalanx uh portion of it. So it's
0: it's such ah, man, it's such a good, good arc. It's funny though, because like that. Series builds on the original Phalanx Covenant in like a weirdly subtle way, and then weirdly again, unintentionally. I hundred percent think unintentionally builds into what eventually became uh, the uh, second Annihilation series, which was all about the Phalanx. Hmm. Um, okay. Like it's all kind of like weirdly tied together, but wholly unintentionally kind of like all the shit that they did with Iceman over the years where he was kind of like weird with women and couldn't hold down a relationship and like certain behaviors like he was super homophobic against uh, Northstar for a long time hmm. and then it's like oh it turns out he's gay he's like yeah that makes a lot of sense kind of like considering <laughs> but like none of that shit was intentional right <laughs> but it's just, just like making
1: sense things that had already been established about right. his character right it's like yeah. he had
0: 45 relationships and just really really like desperately homophobic against North Star to the point where I was kind of like, he's really, like, stretching. Like, yeah. just, like, running away from this dude, jumping into the arms of the nurse, just, like, to prove <laughs> his manliness and shit. And I was just like, this is so weird. At the time, I didn't think of, like, oh, maybe he's gay. And then when they were like, Iceman's gay, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just think, I, I feel oh, like th- this, this whole uh berserker thing is very interesting it's it's like almost like an interesting case study to see how people like how the industry reacts to it and uh and i I think this is kind of where it could and maybe should go in my opinion
1: it looks like a lot of people might disagree with you but i don't know i'm gonna have to look into this a little more this is the first that i heard about it but i've seen similar things happen and uh they've been met with different reactions so i don't know maybe it has to do with who's doing it and maybe yeah. it has more to do with the specifics. Like you were saying, uh, there's some anchors that worked with them that don't get paid very well. And so, you know, there's some animosity there. 100%. But, I, you know, like McFarland did a Kickstarter for that spawn action figure and nobody really had a problem with that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to this extent. And then his um, whole thing was that he was going direct to consumer because sure. now, now it's become, and, I, and I, can, I can kind of weirdly vouch for this, it's harder to get shit into stores. Um, yes. My, my wife works for a brewery and for the longest time, she was there, like, a, I don't know how the hell you call it, like, merch promoter person. Mm. She would go to, like, uh, uh, liquor stores. Stores? The fuck am I doing? Stores. <laughs> stores. <Liquor> stores. <laughs> stores. Uh, she would go to, like, a binny's and whatever, and would just, like, set up a little table and do little samples. And then be okay. like, yo, you can buy that shit in aisle five or whatever. That nice. was her job. And then there was some sort of corporate change in binny's where now you have to, like, contact corporate, they have to approve it, like, and it's a Mm -hmm. whole process, and it's almost impossible to get that first contact, let alone get through the approval process, so, like, they just haven't done that for, like, two years now, or two, three years now, because it's just hard, so, like, I get, because when I watched that video for Spawn, I was, like, I see where he's going, because he's, like, it's impossible to get to, like, you can't just go to a Target and get your shit into Target, you got to speak to, number one in Target yeah. merchandising <laughs> and then get all the way down to the store level and figure out and it's just like that shit's hard and I'm like I get that because the stuff he's doing for DC because like he's still doing toys like I don't right. know if pe- like people are aware but like McFarlane Toys runs all the DC shit now it's very good looking because you know it's McFarland Toys that's what he does oh, yeah. <laughs> but like all that shit's all that shit's all that like getting it into stores is handled by DC they already have those relationships so like There haven't been spawn toys in shops for a long time. And now that he's kind of, you know, going back at it, I'm sure he's basically entering it like a new player in the field. You know, him calling the number one guy and merchandising at Target is probably just like me calling the number one guy merchandising at Target. (laughs) Like, you know, if that guy doesn't know you, it doesn't matter if you already do shit and did shit for a long time. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, <laughs> who are you again Todd who
0: yeah exactly so like I, I could understand that, that like that's a roadblock and he just said fuck it I'm just gonna go straight to consumer I really dude I was so considering buying just that whole set I was like oh. yeah but I was like I like I'm just it's my like my eyes are more interested than like my actual want is because it's it, it ended up being like uh I looked at my collection upstairs of my statues and shit and I'm just like I really like robots. <laughs> like <laughs> overwhelmingly, giant robots are my shit. Save some
1: of that money for another robot, <laughs> it's,
0: dude. I I I at this point I regret not having bought this two hundred and fifty dollar Power Ranger Megazord set. It was an Ultra Zord. It was the whole original Ultra Zord for two hundred fifty bucks, and I was like, ah, I shouldn't. I walked away, dude. Those figures are like three to four hundred dollars each now so that's like a thousand dollar investment for that same set and i'm so mad about it i'm so mad about it
1: <laughs> Mr. <your> chance dude <laughs> dude
0: dude and it's it's one of those things where i'm like i i kind of like fight with myself about collecting toys and shit but then just like recently in the last like year i've really realized that i just really like robots like giant robot shit is my just love it <laughs> like transformers it, it, almost every different kind of iteration i'm into it like not the kid shit but that's like this kid shit <laughs> like it's kind of boring but like that's why i was like fuck i should have bought those but when i was looking at those spawns it was i was close i was close i was like because right. I, I like asked my friends i was like should i spend this much money on these toys and they're like toys i'm like yeah but like but they're spawn toys like it's not the same <laughs>
1: And did they talk you out of it?
0: They did talk me out of it. Thankfully, though, <laughs> well, thankfully, like go. I said, kind of like a couple days later, I was like, "Yeah, that was probably for the best." Like, it's yeah. I'm not, I'm, you know, it's it's over. It's it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> so, moral of the story is: make smart decisions with your money, kids. Uh, there you go. If you're into, if you're into into Keanu Reeves, spend a hundred dollars on uh, on three hardcovers. Otherwise, uh, don't. <laughs>
1: And don't support cocky creators that call you a peasant.
0: Jesus Christ, definitely don't. That was so <laughs> weird. It was like out of nowhere. Ah, yeah, it was just so weird. He was like, goodbye, peasant. And I was like, whoa, what?
1: That's crazy. That's, it's
0: nuts. It's nuts. you
1: got to question the where someone's at in their head when they say things like that if that's just in their vocabulary what what kind of person are yeah, they no you that's, know? that's a that's a really
0: good point that's a really good point i don't know like the last time i used the word peasant was in reference to some show like that had peasants on it like right some sort like of medieval thing yeah <laughs> like i just like that's not a word i use who uses or like
1: in a facetious way but yeah. not not literally
0: Oh, uh, wow. what blew my mind i was like peasant. <laughs> and that, that to me just like speaks to what you said like that ego that ego is huge yeah do you see people as peasants
1: that rose me the wrong way and unfortunately there's a lot of people like that in the in the indie world there's you know, and he's got good work. I, I haven't seen it, and I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not trying to trash talk anybody, but a lot of the times that kind of attitude tends to come from people who have a, a different perception of themselves than than kind of the reality. So that that would tend to come from someone who's, you know, not that great,
0: right. But they have
1: this persona, this bravado. But it does come with people who are really good too, and I don't know if it's like an ego thing or you know maybe they had to overcome a lot of adversity a lot of people who maybe put them down while they were getting started and so they've built up this sort of defense mechanism or so I, I don't know but it, it strikes me as very no. uh, well anti-social to be sure yeah you know that's not normal behavior to to be like that and to be like you know you versus the world you know right there's a there is a lot of that you know there's people that are like you know they consider themselves gods. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, I mean, you draw really well, but you know, that doesn't put you above anybody, you know. Right. It's weird, man. It's a weird world with a lot of weird people in it. And I think the the best way to go about it as a creator is to <laughs> err on the side of being humble versus the I'm opposite.
0: I'm saying. Sure. I'm saying. You know.
1: You have to be. You just have to be. No matter how you look at it, whether you're like A spiritual person or not or or whatever like the being able to draw well being able to create things that connect with people is you know it's a gift of some form or another you know and uh and i think you should be more appreciative of the people who who see it that way as well instead of i don't know treating yourself above everybody it's weird it's very weird it doesn't win fans that's for sure
0: a hundred percent very wise words from a very wise man (laughs) <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> thank you mike i appreciate you sitting down with me to, to have this uh, chit chat about kickstarter shit for sure
1: thank you sir thank you for having me on
0: always a good always good to, to chat with you I, i'm staring at your gift and i'm still not going to tell you what it is i'm staring at your gift every day and i'm just like ah, i'm like two hours is not that bad like i can just, <laughs> like, show up and drop it off and just like watch him take it like
1: you have a gift for me <laughs> yeah i told you i have a gift oh. for you
0: it's super it's super like it's in your, it's in like, I feel like it's in your vein very much. <laughs> kind of like what, like it's a piece of production from a, a thing.
1: Mm. Is it a, is it a bust?
0: No, 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 no. It's, it's a piece of a, it's a part of the process of creating a comic book. I see. So it's okay. an actual piece of the whole process from wow. from a comic from the nineties. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, it's two of them actually. I mean, I'll tell you. All right, I'll tell
1: you. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'd rather be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I wanted to to drop that off. I'm like, it's two hours. It's not even that big a deal. Like, I'll have to to come down.
1: (laughs) Dude, I found, uh, well, we could talk about that. For sure. (laughs) All right, Ben.
0: Thank you for hanging out. Absolutely. Everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one.